What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film podcast, where once a week we talk about a film, a film from a film franchise, or we do a topic episode. Today, in uh, in a continuation of our remakes conversation, we talk about the 2016 remake of Ghostbusters. Joining me as always (laughs) is the wonderful DNA gaming consisting of Dan and Angela. Welcome, welcome to whatever this is. (laughs) Are you guys excited to talk about this? Oh. (laughs) All right. So Ghostbusters 2016 was directed by Paul Feig. Uh, who also directed Bridesmaids and other things. He's also uh, directed a few episodes of The Office. As as uh, if you have watched The Office, there are quite a few character uh, actors from the show that make appearances in this movie. Uh, it was produced by Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd. So it, it, this wasn't a remake where somebody just decided to remake Ghostbusters without the, the those key pieces from the original, you know, two that the original director and creator, well, both creators, because Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd wrote this along with Harold Ramis, who passed away two years before they were involved heavily. And I feel like that's why um, we get cameos from pretty much every core member of the original Ghostbusters. Yep. That makes sense. In some really bad cameos too, except for maybe one. But we'll get to that. This movie. Okay. So this movie has two editions. Uh, it, so Dan and Angela watch the standard edition. So it's like the, the well, they call it the theatrical cut, uh, which was 116 minutes. I watched the the extended edition because my dumbass bought that shit back when it came out. Why? Because I liked collecting movies and this was one of them. And that How long was the extended cut? Two oh. hours and 15 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there'll be some stuff that I talk about in the plot breakdown that they're not going to know because it wasn't in the theatrical cut. This film starred Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones. She had Charles dance in it. The bad guy from Godzilla King of the Monsters, everybody. Yep. 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 <laughs> and he was in Game of Thrones. So that's where everybody's going to be talking about uh, the late Michael K. Williams, which was one of he was one of the agents he, the yeah. oh yeah he passed away a couple months ago well, that's unfortunate and uh and and chris hemsworth um i listen i have watched well not watched i've listened to a couple podcasts in the past week um reviewing this film uh, because of the fact that ghostbusters afterlife came out so a lot of uh movie podcasts are going over this film as they are going over all of the ghostbusters films and a lot of people love Chris Hemsworth. I could not stand him. There is no way there is anyone as dumb in this. Like there are a lot of dumb people in this world, but they made him so fucking dumb. It's unbelievable. Yes. Like it just didn't seem believable. Like this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. Oh, <laughs> I, I work with somebody that's possibly that dumb. Oh, so. okay. I mean, listen, there probably is somebody as dumb as Kevin from uh, from this movie, but oh god, it just was not 
not entertaining to me. It, no, not in the slightest. This movie was released July 15th, 2016. Um, not that that means anything. And the budget for this movie was $144 million. Almost double what Ghostbusters Afterlife's budget was. Where did it go? <laughs> Where did it go? I don't know. It grossed $229.1 million, so I guess it wasn't a complete failure. But, I mean, listen, people went out because it was Ghostbusters. And boy, were they mostly disappointed. As much as I am completely bashing certain things about this film, I didn't watch this film going, man, I can't wait for it to be over. I didn't hate it, but I also just, there was so much of it that I was like, the reason why it's as long as it is, is because why does a joke have to take fucking eight minutes to be told? Or the, there's two characters uh, joking back and forth or talking about something that has nothing to do with anything. And it's not just yeah. once or twice. It's like fucking over 10 times. Yep. Oh, I do like that. They make a Jaws reference in this movie. That was one of the best parts <laughs> of the movie. Legit. There's two parts I can think of. I really liked in this movie. Don't, that was one of them. Don't be the, don't be the mayor from Jaws. Don't you ever compare me to the mayor of Jaws. <laughs> right. Andy Garcia being in this film. Um, was a highlight, but man, his character sucked. <laughs> he was like another character where you're like, there's no way. Like they just overplay him as a, just an idiot. <laughs> I concur. Oh. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go around and talk about our initial thoughts of w Ghostbusters 2016. And we'll, of course, start with DNA gaming. You guys can talk amongst yourself of who goes first. You want to rock, paper, scissors for it? No, I'll just... <laughs> I was expecting more from this movie, so I kind of went in with uh, a little higher expectations because of who was in it, and I was very um, sorely disappointed. <laughs> we got we got almost to the end, and Dan looks at me. He's like, can you do me a favor? He's like, how much longer does this movie have? like 20 minutes left like no, really the first time you asked it was like i asked it was 40 minutes left. no 40 minutes yeah this then is it was ridiculous <sighs> all right Dan. i hated the ongoing the ongoing joke about kevin oh my god this like, didn't wig I, i'm sorry kristen wig sucked in this movie i think she's hilarious and she's been in some funny movies and I've even seen her in some pretty serious movies. She sucks in this movie. Her performance is downright awful. And yeah, the overplaying of her having a crush on Kevin, even though he's a complete moron. And, and just the way she interacts with people, especially like the, did you guys, I don't know about the theatrical. I did see this in theaters. Unfortunately, I don't know why, uh, but uh, is her stupid boyfriend guy in the theatrical cut? No. Okay, well, we'll talk about that that you guys have no idea about. Oh, my God. Just her interactions with, like, people outside of the core cast is awful. It's just awful. What'd you guys think of Fallout Boy's uh, version of Ghostbusters? Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and finish, because I got things to say. That's why I'm not saying much. I did like the ghost uh, designs for the most part. Yes, I agree. For the, for the most part, they were... 
they were very very well done mm-hmm. especially the subway guy i like that but yeah <laughs> I, I, definitely not one that i would watch again oh, i wish i said that years ago i've seen this movie too many times <laughs> one too many yep all right did not like this movie <laughs> okay at all like of course, under the act- actresses and actors, mm-hmm. you have a strong cast, what you're going into. And, of course, you talked about the director. I'm assuming the, he also wrote Bridesmaids or had some affiliation with the writer. Yeah, that I'm yeah, assuming yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So strong credentials going in. I knew this wasn't a great movie, so I didn't have particularly high expectations. Literally 10 minutes into the movie, <clears throat> and I literally look at Angela and think to myself, I can't believe somebody wrote this. Somebody <laughs> wrote the dialogue of this and we're supposed to take this seriously. This whole movie felt like it was an SNL parody skit. But that's the thing. They, uh, three out of the four women who are the core cast members of this movie are SNL or are uh, current or former SNL members. And I understand that, but I've been in other stuff where they don't do that. That's right. what this whole movie feels like. It feels like Somebody peri- doing a parody of the Ghostbusters. It doesn't even feel like the Ghostbusters. Yeah, like it's, I love Melissa McCarthy and Leslie Jones. They're great actresses. This and they're funny. Yeah. This was the so only good. life line I legitimately laughed at in this movie was the ghost the this parody ghost television show that was on the TV. Yeah. What was it called? Ghost something. Uh, ghost jumpers. Ghost jumpers. Search for the ghost of Bigfoot. Like that was the only thing that I actually found. Like I actually chuckled at that joke. The 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 uh, writing was horrible for me. It was seemed all like most of it was completely unbelievable. It was so out there that it wasn't. It was so slapstick. It literally felt like a, a Saturday morning cartoon, but like the worst one ever you could watch. The CGI was pretty, was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the, the ghost designs were neat. Um, Tell us how you really feel. It, it was a hor- okay. Listen, the way I feel about this movie is the same way I feel about the original Dawn of the Dead to the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Where they took the title, it's got Ghostbusters and it has ghosts in it, but it is no real. There's the atmosphere is entirely different. The characters don't act the same. It's yep. an entirely different movie. That's yep. exactly how I feel about this. I do not. I would just say right now, we're gonna talk about it later. Don't recommend you ever watching this film. I'll never watch it again. I'll never see it again. It is a it was it's bad enough. I can watch movies that are bad and find enjoyment in it. This movie is so bad it's fucking boring, and I didn't want to see any more of it. It was terrible. Are you falling asleep? Uh, she fell asleep. She fell asleep during the fucking movie while we were supposed to be watching it. I mean, I fell asleep during child's play, not because it was bad. It was just I I was tired that night, and I just said I'm not watching it again. I I can figure it out. <laughs> I tried. See, that was a good movie. That's understandable. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. tired. I want to watch it. So I just can't. she was just did not give a shit. Yeah. This this is a this is one of those things where like like I said before, I didn't hate this movie. And I, I didn't feel the same way as you guys felt like, man, I can't wait for the Spielberg. Like, I was entertained by certain aspects. But like I said, why do jokes have to last for like a joke? When two characters like have a cool like quip back and forth, it should be within five to ten seconds, not a fucking minute and a half. All right. Literally, they're sitting in the mayor's office and they're they're just like arguing about something I don't even remember because I didn't give a shit because it had nothing to do with the film had nothing to do with the plot or anything. 
And yeah, I agree. Yeah. And boy, Bill Murray's cameo. Wow. <laughs> what a waste. Terrible. What a way. He didn't want to be there. 100% didn't want to be there. I he watched the tell. Yeah, I watched behind the scenes of the like the making of this movie, unfortunately. And it, it's it's so funny when you watch behind the scenes from like the the Blu-ray and everyone's having a blast and like they brought in like Dan, you know, Dan Aykroyd and in Bill Murray to the they have, you know, they at the end of shooting, they'll do have like a little party or whatever. And they talk about like, yeah. oh, you know, it's great to pass the torch to these wonderful actresses. Like, don't get me wrong. Every actor in this movie, like all the main cast, they're great. I, yeah, they to are. be honest, out of the four main uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Leslie Jones's character is my favorite. And she's the, because uh, I don't know. I just felt like her character w- was the most realistic of any of the four. Oh, I agree. Kristen yeah, Wiig, Kristen Wiig, like I said before, I, it, I think she's a great actress. She sucked in this movie. Melissa McCarthy yeah. was fine. And Kate McKinnon was one of those where I was like, I thought she was funny at certain points, but then there was certain points. I was like, what the fuck? Exactly. The qu- dude, dude, the fucking thing where they fuck with her and it's a sound of a queef. Are you shitting me? Are you fucking shitting me? Like, there's there were several times where this was happening. I just looked over at my wife and like, <laughs> I look I legit only chuckled at one joke in this entire fucking show, and I didn't want to hate it. I didn't come into it wanting to hate this movie. And then and then you have the 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 guy who works at the Chinese restaurant, Benny. What a fucking awful yeah. like the one who always brings the one wonton. Oh. Awful. I agree. I agree, dude. Awful. Like, where was that joke going? I don't know. Like, that joke never went anywhere. It just—it just. It's an ant. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, uh, to oh. audio listeners, uh, Angela's getting attacked by bugs. It just fell in my lap. <laughs> it's probably because I just bought that. That my movie, my Blu-ray for them came in, which is a giant ant movie. It's a great ant, giant ant movie. I've seen the that. Giant ant movie. I've seen that movie. Yeah, you seen it. It's been yeah, it's so been a long time, that. but I've I, I have seen them. That's a good it literally just came in the mail today. Ooh. That's why you're getting attacked by ants. Oh, so uh, dotted by an ant. So are we gonna get alligator and review it, <laughs> dude? I didn't think that movie was that bad. We watched it on the way. I've only seen yeah. it once, and I remember renting it at a movie at a movie store, and I rented it on VHS, and that is the last time it was on like a physical form. I don't think it ever came out on DVD. Did it? Or it was like early in DVD. I don't know. We're, we're, we're going way too. We're going off track here because this. Oh. We don't want this episode to be fucking two hours long. <laughs> Overall, this movie wasn't god awful, but it was bad. It was a bad remake, and I'm kind of glad we picked it because we were talking. You know, we talked about how we were going to do a good remake, which we did last week with the fly, and we were going to do a bad remake. And originally, we were going to do the Wicker Man. Uh, because that's a really bad remake, but um, uh, clearly Ghostbusters 2016 was a good choice because DNA Gaming does not like oh, it. Dude. And <laughs> I like when we have conflict, uh, conflicting opinions. That's great. No, it, hey, that's uh, listen. There, I, like I was talking about uh, in our Ghostbusters Afterlife review, there is literally I, I listened to a podcast where the people were just lambasting that movie, calling it like the worst movie they've ever seen and shit like that and it's like okay that's cool that's your opinion like that's i always tell people form your own opinions on movies just because i like something 
or DNA gaming like something doesn't mean everyone has to like it. This is just our views on this movie. And then you guys can, you know, the audience can make up their own minds. Go watch. I do the same with with movies and games. I might be like, oh, I want to. I've seen a trailer. That movie looks cool. Let's go see what people are saying online. Okay, they're not saying the greatest, but I'm still probably going to go watch it because I've decided already that I'm going to watch and or purchase said game. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Like, it's like Resident Evil. Yeah. People haven't been saying the greatest thing. I still want to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Hundred percent. We're going to review it. Um. Well, like example, like uh, our our friend. It was uh, Adam over at uh, Remember the Game. He just reviewed, or he's uh, he j- he d- he put out a tweet today about, uh, or not today. It was at some point in the last couple days where he put out a tweet about Castlevania Symphony of the Night and how he thinks it's not a good game. He is full of shit. That is, right, dude, I'm that is so a, pissed at that, <laughs> well, dude. Well, <laughs> We don't want to jump into that. We're talking about Ghostbusters 2016. Oh, dude, please. I could go on a rant. I'm going to rip him a new one when I talk to him, I swear. <laughs> I don't even want to go through all this trivia. I do have a little bit of trivia from something I caught from please. the um, the extras. Uh, Harold Ramis's uh, two children make appearances in this film as just kind of... Um, one, uh, his daughter and his grandchild played a background character in the scene where they go. I don't know if it's the first scene or the last scene where they go up to the firehouse, where they're like across the street, across oh. the street from the firehouse. Yeah. There's a woman holding a baby to the right of the, or to to their right, and that's Harold Ramis's daughter and his grandkid. And oh, then cool. his son makes an appearance when um, the Rowan is yeah. going to the concert and he's walking and he's got that one guy's like hey rock and roll and high fives him yeah yeah that's yeah. that's his son that's harold ramus's son that's awesome that's awesome yeah um we get the the great uh we won't talk about till to the end the post credit scene which is absolutely useless because they're not making another one of these wow that post credit <sighs> scene we didn't watch fantastic yeah i'll talk about it later <laughs> i yeah. ran down here real quick please 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 we were in a time crunch. We were trying to get yeah. down here, so. Oh, no, I, I, I understand. But, yeah, I don't even want to go through all this fucking trivia. All I know is that uh, Paul Feig is a very odd guy. This dude literally wears suits all the time. He walks with a fucking, like, he doesn't need a cane, but he walks with a cane. He's a very fancy man, and it was just a weird, it was just weird for him to take on this. It was just, it just seemed so weird. And I like, I think the, the, I think that what got Dan Aykroyd and built like all the original cast to kind of make their cameos and all that was because the fact that Kristen Wiig, Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon are as former or current SNL members, which yep. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis uh, all came from SNL as well. So it's kind of like, a you know, they're the female, you know, it's ultimately they're cloning the original Ghostbusters. <laughs> I just want to know where the budget went. Because the Ecto-1 looked like shit. Uh, the proton packs yeah. were weird as fuck. Um, yeah. And the jumpsuits were weird. I, I just... I hated all the ghost devices. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't like the way the proton packs looked, like the actual blasters. Everything looked like a fucking toy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. And I, I agree with you. The trap looked like shit. It did. It, it, it looked awful. Yeah. <sighs> It was I think I think all the budget was they paid to get Bill Murray in the movie. That was yeah, it. and you couldn't have hired a better band to perform in the band scene. God, that what singer sucked, dude. Oh my god, I, I didn't even look it up, but it was terrible. I was like, 
You hear the riff, like, all right, dude, we're building something decent. And he's like, like what the fuck, dude? It doesn't Listen, sound cool. You got a cameo from fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Why didn't you just pay him a little bit more and have him sing a song? Oh, exactly. shit. Weird, like, random-ass cameos, man. Oh, that was a that was a good scene though, where he like they trapped that the, the demon ghost, and he's yeah. like, oh, "I did that." <laughs> Black Sabbath did that shit back in the seventies. <laughs> good old Ozzy, Damn right? Damn right. All right, I I I don't really want to go too much into trivia on this shit show, so we're gonna get into the plot since I have eight and a half pages of it. This movie, well, and and if you guys. Are you know if I say something, you guys are like, uh, just know that that's probably the shit you didn't see because of okay. the two different versions. So the film opens t- uh, at the Aldridge Mansion, where we meet some guy. I don't remember his name, and I don't really care because he's my I fucking he's from the Office, and he's from Silicon Valley. Um, and I hated him in the Office, so I hate him here. Just every time I see him, it doesn't matter what he's in. I just. He listen. He, he's probably a great actor. I've heard he's good in Silicon Valley. I hated him in The Office. At least it translates over. So yeah. Zach so Woods. Zach Woods. Thank you. Uh, he is giving a tour of the Aldridge Mansion, talking about how this woman was the like the head of the. It was like the the head of the daughter or whatever. She was locked in the basement, and it's never been opened since she was put down there. And you know, things are hap- weird things start happening and he's like, oh, we got to keep moving and they leave. He comes back to dis- like you discover that he's been messing with the stuff. He's got a candle that's got the little thing on the bottom. So it tips it over and yeah, yeah. he starts to walk away and the basement door opens. And he's like, oh, what's going on? And then he. He like gets scared and accidentally runs into the basement he runs into the door yeah. that's been locked for however long. Yeah, no kidding, right? And as he gets down there, there's like green slime everywhere and he's all freaking out. And so he starts and and he clearly can see something off screen because he reacts uh-huh. and starts running up the stairs and the stairs start breaking and then the stairs completely collapse and he's hanging on and then he turns and he's like, no, 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 no. And then it cuts to the Ghostbusters theme. And I go, oh, God. And it's the good Ghostbusters theme, too. It's the original yeah. song, um, yeah. which doesn't deserve to be in this film. I mean, it, like this film doesn't deserve that song. That's what I should have said. The song is too good for this movie. But yeah. we will get a better version of the Ghostbusters song later, sung by uh, everybody's favorite punk band, Fallout Boy featuring Missy Elliott. <laughs> uh, just what everybody wanted. Uh, we meet Aaron and she sucks. Uh, she, uh, this is probably one of the scenes you guys didn't get to see. So she's at her college. She works for Columbia college or Columbia university, which is the same college that the original ghostbusters worked at. Oh, okay. and she is, she's got a very uh, piece of shit boyfriend. Um, who just he he's one of those guys who's only with her because she's possibly going to get tenure at the college um and she's kind of you know she's going places so that's why he's with her and she meets like somebody who writes her a recommendation for the tenure um who's played by elizabeth perkins who was in um the flintstones movie i she's been in other things but that's how i remember her from she played wilma in the flintstones movie with john goodman (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Didn't yeah. recognize but her until I saw the credits. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> my favorite part about all this is you mentioning the boyfriend. You mentioned him before, but I know like he was never appears in the movie, but you never realize he was he had no significance because he's not in the movie and because you never allude to it that it's nothing. He didn't need to be in it. 100% didn't yeah. need to be in it because it does not yeah. affect Aaron at all. Like it doesn't change her trajectory in the movie. Yeah. He's yeah. useless. I think they just added him in in the extended edition just to for people to hate him and I hated him. Uh, She is going to be speaking in the big room at her college like this big giant auditorium. She's going to be you know yeah. running a class and we get an appearance from uh, Angela. You got to look up the actor's name. Who is the uh, Ed Bagley Jr. Yep, uh, that just popped in my head. I didn't even look it up. He comes in and he runs. He runs the Aldridge Mansion, and mm-hmm. he wants Aaron to come and investigate some creepy creepies that are going on. And he tells her about how he read the book that she wrote. She's like, "I didn't write a book. That's not me." And it's clearly her. She doesn't, yeah. she tries to ignore the fact that she wrote this book about ghosts. And, but then she, she wants nothing to do with it, but she's more, she's more pissed off because the book's out there. Like you can buy it on Amazon. So she's got to go visit her co-writer, Abby. And we, we meet Aaron's boss, who is the, the bad guy from Godzilla, King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Dance. And we get a cameo from Egon himself in the form of a statue as he is walking out of the room because <clears throat> she he comes into her office and um, is talking to her about like tenure and about all the recommendation letters. And she's trying to hide like she's got the book on Amazon pulled up and she's trying to hide it from him so he doesn't find out. And they have a conversation. I can't remember what they're talking about. And then he walks out. And as he walks out, there's a bronze bust of Harold Ramis oh, from the original didn't Ghostbusters. Really, didn't really notice that. Yep. Aaron goes to the really shitty college that Abby works at and we meet and she comes in to, to talk to Abby but she thinks Abby thinks that Aaron is the Benny from the Chinese restaurant. Like yeah. you bring me more than one wand. We had to hear the same goddamn joke fucking ten times about the damn wonton or a shrimp. Oh, it was painful. Like, like I said, it's a like joke that just never had any payoff. No, it was awful. It, it was always bad, and I hated it. I hated it. We meet Holtzman. Um, she's a very odd but brilliant scientist. I feel like they kind of made her the... I don't know if she was a mix between... Like, she was supposed to be the Egon type of character because she was, like, the smartest one there, but she was just so weird. Like, Kate McKinnon's yeah. funny. She's really fun. She's a really funny comedian, but she just kind of went a little too far in this. It's like, yeah. there was no logic to what she did half the time. She no. just said random ass shit. It wasn't like Egon said stuff that most lay people wouldn't understand because he was so smart and so intelligent mm-hmm. and rational. She just says shit. <laughs> like, she just literally. sentences together. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. And they fuck with Aaron because Aaron is like begging Ga- uh, Gabby, Abby to take the book off of the internet. And they're like, oh, but we got an EVP. Don't you want to hear it? And she comes up and it's a fucking queef. And I'm like, come on. Setting them standards high. What if I told you it was from the front? Come on. I hate this. 
I'm hating this as I talk about it. I was like, man, it's not as bad as I thought. And as I'm talking about it, I'm hating it more and more. Because yeah, you have just... to think about it now. You're like, fuck. So Aaron tells uh, Abby and Holtzman about the Aldridge mansion, about how there's possibility of ghosts, how they told him, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. And so they all go. And we meet the guy, the guy from the beginning again whatever his character's name was. And he definitely shit himself. I love, I did thought that was pretty funny where the guy walks up. Oh, another thing. Abby asked the guy, we're looking for so-and-so and the guy's like, Oh, he's been dead for 15 years. And then the, the guy walks up and he's like, Oh, but that's the guy. And he's like, Oh, well that's blah, blah, junior. And it's like, well, that's clearly who I'm talking. I'm like, why was that in this? What? Again. No, that's not a conversation that's being had in real life. It's just a series of drops. <laughs> oh my God. It's just so uh, bad. Uh, I mean, I like the reaction that Melissa McCarthy has where she's like, clearly that's who I'm talking about, you fucking idiot. No. <laughs> none of these people talk normal, like normal people. No. None of them. It's, it's just bad. Um, so they go in and investigate. I do like the new, um, the new meter she has, the one that like spins. With, yeah, when yeah. I mean, it's not as cool as the original, of course, but yeah. I do like the design of it. It's pretty cool how it spins. And she's like, "Oh, that's a, <laughs> I've never even seen it do that. I didn't know it could do that. That was pretty good." She, they're they're walking around and they talk about the the locked door, basement door, and then the door opens, and of course, uh, we get the whole thing throughout the movie that. Aaron is always being slimed like it's it's her thing she steps the first part is she steps in the slime that's on the floor and then that door opens and we get a blue glow and then we see the ghost of the woman Aldridge coming Gertrude Gertrude Aldridge coming up and they have their conversation they you know she's like oh my god oh you know asking her questions or whatever and then it just we get it's a similar scene to the original with the librarian, but instead of yeah. it, them just yeah. running out, it's it vomits all over Aaron. Like it just yeah. throws up all this ectoplasm all over her, and then it flies out of the house. Doesn't seem it doesn't seem hostile or aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to her. Yeah. Aaron's boss is not happy. Because, of course, they run out and they scream about how ghosts are real, ghosts are real. And it gets put on YouTube and Aaron's trying to pass it off like it's not her, of course, and then they fire her. Okay, that's a that seems like a feel like that's a really shitty way to get fired. Like, I feel like you could fight that. Her character sucks. Oh, it's, it's, she does. She is definitely the worst of the four. Like. She's just so over the top and it's unrealistic as is most of the characters in this movie. Like, well, come on. Shitty ass main character. You know? I understand. And people can come after me and say, well, there's a movie about people capturing ghosts. Listen, that, that's all fine and dandy, but you, you still got to have some sort of realism with some of these characters. Like, I understand the situation you're in, but like when you watch Jurassic Park, they go to a fucking a zoo full of dinosaurs. Guess yep. what, people? Dinosaurs are gone. But at least the characters react in a realistic way to the situation. Exactly. Exactly. 
So when people come after you and say, hey, this is a movie about people going after and capturing ghosts. Okay. But how come fucking Sam Neill and Laura Dern could act in, in, in Jeff Goldblum can act realistic to the situation of being, of interacting with a fucking T-Rex. Yep. That doesn't exist as most yep. people believe ghosts don't. Oh boy, I'm getting heated right now. And I'm the one who liked the movie more than you guys. This is crazy. You guys get, you get some movie sweats going on there? Yeah, you sweating <sighs> over there a little bit? <laughs> I got my booster shot today too, so oh boy. Oh, oh. You'll be dead tomorrow. No, gonna, you're going to be feeling real great. Yeah, this isn't going to help. <laughs> we get um, a very awkward fucking walk down the hallway after she's fired. Did you guys get the scene in your like? Why it's does not, this? It's not funny. She's like, just oh, take it out of the movie. She's like, oh, I gotta take my fucking plan out for. Give me a. Come on, dude! Like, no. <laughs> what are you why talking? You, just after she gets fired, which is clearly obviously she gets fired, just cut that scene out and cut immediately to where they go to the other school. Like, and it's just like, just drop her box down. Oh, I got fired. That's yeah. all you yeah. have to do. So, I didn't get fired. I'm just transferring rooms. Yeah, I'm transferring we rooms and then she tells people, yeah, she's taking her plant for a walk and then, I, th- it, I mean, clearly you guys didn't see the boyfriend, so in the extended scene, she runs into him in the hallway and tries to give him a kiss and he just plays it off like he doesn't see her and then she leaves. <sighs> Your job is the worst thing to be associated with. Yep. And what? What is this? It's paper, sir. I don't know. <laughs> there is writing on. The I guess I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The the fuck? Okay. There's uh. <laughs> This is great. I love this. Is going well. <laughs> so they go. She goes to the college that uh, Abby and uh, Holtzman work at, and she's like, "I was fired because all of this bullshit." And she's like, "What are you talking about? Like, we caught something. Like, this is real." And we get the the little cameo thing in the back of the the fake ghost show, which the uh, yeah. commentator of that uh, was Paul Feig himself. Thanks, dude. Hopefully he was wearing a suit while he did it. Yeah. And of course, because Aaron got fired from her college, uh, the dean of this shitty college calls them into his office and boy, what a fucking interaction this was. Again, another series of what I feel are meant to be funny jokes that just go nowhere. like the fact where he's like going to say something. She's like, you know, he's going to say suck it. And he's like, he's not going to say suck it. And he's like, suck it. And you're like, Ugh. and then he's like, sits there for five minutes and flips them off. And I'm like, okay, this could have, he could have done it a couple times and it could have just cut to the next scene, but we had to see it fucking him do it in 17 different ways. Oh boy. Uh, I feel like this movie is just going to be a lot of me sighing every time. you <laughs> Cause I've already done it a shit ton. Ab, uh, so yeah, so they got they got fired, but they take a lot of their equipment, and the dean chases them out of there. And of course, he's wearing shorts and in flip flops. So you know how serious this college is. Okay, so we didn't. This was that scene was not in this theatrical cut. Following yeah. We then go to the subways where we meet our fourth Ghostbuster. She's not quite yet a Ghostbuster yet, but um, we meet Patty, 
and we meet the creepy antagonist. At first, I thought his name was Ronnie, but it's Rowan. I don't know how I got Ronnie out of that, but uh, he is, wow. He's an interesting fellow. That's all I'll have to say about him. He is, uh, he says something about the fourth cataclysm or something weird to her, and, you know, she's very knowledgeable about New York City. Yep. And he ends up going down the train tracks to set up a device that you later find out is like resting on top of like an electrical box. And Patty follows him down there because she's like, you can't be down here. You got to use the bathroom. There's a nice one in the Starbucks upstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She discovers the little device that's all sparking. And then that's when we see the ghost of the it's like a uh, an inmate because he's all in like yeah, yeah. the black and white striped uh, outfit with the chains. Or he got electrocuted or whatever. Mm -hmm. We then cut back to the other, uh, the other three as they're trying to find a place to start their ghost busting business. And of course the first place we go to is the original firehouse, (laughs) but it costs $21,000 a month. Are you fucking serious? There's no way there is no way there can't there i i don't believe there's any place in new york city that costs twenty one thousand dollars a month to rent but i mean i could be very very wrong so they have your (laughs) damn you and your high tax your high rent your high rent so of course in they have to find something cheaper so they rent a space a top the top floor of the chinese restaurant that abby works for or abby gets her um chinese food from you can tell them if you want to. So average rent in New York City is $4,000. And that's like on the high end. So I'm guessing. So this, I mean, this was a whole firehouse. Like this is a pretty big building. So, but I, even that, like $21,000 a month. Got yeah, it. You got to pay them property taxes. Yeah, dude. That's mo- like, what? That's wild. So yeah, so they rent the top floor of the Chinese restaurant. Um, and man, Holtzman, she's uh, just an interesting person. She's dancing, setting things on fire, and we get the weird thing where Aaron's like, fire, is that fire? But she's at first like dancing around. I'm like, okay, cool. Then we meet Kevin. Chris Hemsworth's oh, in this movie, everybody. Kevin. Yes. This was after he did a bunch of, a couple Thor movies. He decided... I'm going to play. He, I feel like he got offered a role to be a ghostbuster, like a legit ghostbuster. And then, and then like he signed the contract and then immediately got the script. And he was like, fuck. Dude, you, you want to know something? If you want to see something that's comical, funny, quite good, actually very good. I think, um, with Chris Hemsworth in it, go watch Thor Ragnarok. Mm hmm definitely one of the one of the i feel top three marvel movies in my opinion i agree 100 percent. yeah but he yeah his agent definitely failed him on this one mm -hmm. (laughs) he's an airhead he is a holy crap airhead like he's wearing glasses without the lenses because they got dirty and so he just took them out there's the thing where they're talking it over and of course aaron has a weird infatuation with him which is oh another thing that is just overblown in this movie. You get the thing where he goes over to the fish tank and he's interacting with the fish tank and he's just slapping his hand on the glass and you're like, oh lord. 
And he, literally like watching Looney Tunes, dude. It's fucking Looney Tunes. He shows him all the logos he's made, and the first one is a <laughs> is the Ghostbusters logo, <laughs> ghost with big tits. <laughs> I actually, I actually laughed at that. One. I was like, "You gotta be shitting me." Listen, I was gonna put the Stay Puff man out here, but he he, I feel like it would. It's just not right for him to be here. That'd be disrespectful to yeah, he stay just stay when yeah. we when we talk about Ghostbusters one and two, you can you can come back. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. They someone turned the dumb way up on this guy. Uh Patty shows up to bring the girls to the subway. Uh she tells them about the the ghost. <laughs> and the we get the a, a graffiti artist who of course is the one who creates the uh, original Ghostbusters logo like you see that Abby takes a picture of it after he's done and of course that becomes the logo on the Ecto-1 and their uniforms Uh, but I hate the whole thing between him and Patty like you can't be down here like why wouldn't you just call the cops he's like it's illegal you can't do that like (laughs) right like instead you just get this really stupid back and forth between them like stop oh come on man Oh boy, I lost my spot again. Damn it. I just think the longer you go through this, is this is just a progression of you just hating this movie more and yeah. more. I'm gonna find the blue I'm gonna find my Blu-ray and just have a bonfire with it. Like, fuck this. We're going to we're going through the stages of grief slowly. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It's so At good. the end I'm gonna go upstairs and she's gonna be like, What's wrong? And I'll be like, Ghostbusters. <laughs> fuck. Gonna nightmares about it. I ha- I actually have one really complimentary thing to say about this movie at the very end. Okay. Very, very complimentary. And we get a look at an early proton pack, which is just a, it's the, like, it's on the cart. It's like this big awkward yeah. thing. I do like the origin, like the origin of the proton pack, at least their proton pack, because we don't mm-hmm. really get that in the original. It's more just like Egon makes them and then it's like, oh, well, here we go. He just yeah, like yeah, tweaks yeah. little things in them to control them better. Yeah, yeah. They go down to where they found where Patty found the ghost and he's back. But they find the device. Yep. They take it, they see what it is. And but then the subway's coming. Oh no. And they can't get back far enough. The whole proton pack thing gets destroyed. The device gets destroyed. And of course, the ghost gets hit by the train and squirts a bunch of goo all over him. Which okay. But then the ghost is trapped in the train. What the fuck is this? Plot convenience. Yeah. Another reason for uh, Kristen Wiig's character to get covered in slime. I don't know. What do you want from me? (laughs) I don't know. So I feel like the writing process went like in this movie. Like, okay, she gets covered in slime and the train's the ghost. Ah, it's making it stuck in the train. Yep. So Patty uh, shows up the next day. She's on her computer, but she's like there, like they're surprised she's there. And I love, I do love that. <laughs> it's after Kevin is at the desk. He's not answering the phone and he doesn't, he picks up the phone. He's like, what are, what are we? And he just makes up some words that he thinks he hears that from her. And yeah. yeah and then, why it. am I laughing at this? I guess I thought it was funny, but <laughs> he's funny. And I, I mean, I guess it was funny because he like hangs up on the person because they're talking too yeah. much. He's like, oh, I just didn't want to hear any of that. Yeah, that was part of that conversation. And he's like, well, I'm going to go take my break. I'm going to go. What did he, what was he going? It was like some. 
playing hide and seek. Oh, hide and seek tournament. Hide and seek tournament. tournament. So he's got says something. They're like, in the semifinals. In the semifinals. I'm laughing. I guess I thought Kevin was funny, but fuck. <laughs> but he, yeah, and he leaves it. I I love Patty's reaction. She goes, "Did you guys hire that big dumb idiot?" <laughs> It was and uh, doesn't he? Is this the also the scene where he makes some coffee or he makes Abby coffee and he's like, did she's like, did you put sugar in it? And then he he takes a sip of it and then spits it all out. He's like, I hate coffee. <laughs> and then Aaron and then Aaron picks it up and starts drinking it. She's like, and Abby's like, I, I can't watch you do this. <laughs> I was like a physically. Oh ugh. yeah, it was gross. So gross. Uh, Patty tells the gang that her uncle has a vehicle they can use to bring all their stuff around and what are they and what is it it's a hearse well the original ecto one was uh an ambulance this one is a hearse so it's a little bit it's not as the design of it is very simplistic and that's what i didn't like about it. i love the design of the original ecto one like it's very curvy and there's just it just looks better and also when we get to the point where we hear the ecto one for the first time what it is the ecto one i hate it because nothing can beat the original like alarm on the Ecto. Yeah, oh yeah. This yeah, one sucks. Was, this one oh, is totally awful. Sucks. Well, also back in that day, um, with the Cadillac they used was a, um, it's like a 59 or 60 Cadillac, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, the, the ambulance and the hearse and all that were the same vehicle, like same body. Oh, well, all that... body. They I mean, it probably was an ambulance. In the original show. I'm just telling you, like they would have used the same body. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, they, they, they didn't have traditional ambulances, quote unquote, like they have now with the big box truck rear. Right. Yeah. So we then go back to we go to the hotel um, and we see Rowan again. And one of his coworkers calls him on the radio, which again, uh, the guy on the other side of the radio is Paul Feig, the director. Tells him that there's an issue upstairs with one of the tenants. So he goes up there and of course he's like one of those like really he's just he's a, he's an odd guy. And he's like uh, it would be my absolute pleasure to go. And he's like okay freak. Just go up there and take care of it. He's like okay. He goes upstairs to talk to this lady and she's like oh there's you see like this green goo coming down the wall and she's like I think some got on my skin. Do I have a rash? And it's just this really bad CG creature in her back. It's fucking awful. It looks terrible. Was this not in the theatrical version? It's no, awful. Once he, said, once he said he'll go take care of it, it's like, yeah, whatever, freak. It like cut to the next scene. Yeah, yeah, he goes up and talks to the lady, and she has a ghost in her. And then he goes back downstairs to his little lair where he's got all the uh, the mirrors with the ghosts in them. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, which one of you put so and so in Mrs. Whatever her name was. Yes, I don't remember anybody's name in this movie. Anybody but the core cast, because that's fair. I don't care. That's that's good. I don't blame you. We get the field test for the new proton pack and all that. We get you know the proton pack is supposed to be very dangerous, and yet when Melissa McCarthy's character is literally like being flung around by this thing, the other three are just standing like slightly to the side, like oh it'll just it'll just die out, and you're like why are you guys so close, and why are we not freaking out? I think, oh, what's her name? Kate McKinnon's character said it best. She's giving her best impression of a deflating balloon. 
which is a great analogy for the whole movie, to be honest. <laughs> but no, it's like, no, but that's true. You'll notice in other scenes when they're using the proton packs, when they actually go and use their proton packs, because like you said, in the original movies, uh, in, in Afterlife, they're clearly a serious piece of equipment that you mm-hmm. don't just, and they're just running down the hall, like yep. over one at the top with nothing mm-hmm. about, don't cross the streams. There's like, whatever. Yep. Nope. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, uh, Rowan goes to a metal show, and that's where we see the cameo from Harold Ramis' son. And he's like, hey, rock and roll! And he's like, yes, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? He walks. Oh, you'll, be, yeah. you'll be the first to die in the great bowling. Yeah, I love where he, he gives him the high five, and he's like, <laughs> weirded out. We get uh, a story time with Aaron and Abby about how they met. And this is a whole thing that I could have cared less about. This entire fucking scene was pointless about like, how did you guys first meet? Well, the story wasn't that bad. It was the fucking dancing. The thing with her, with Aaron and Abby that I was like, okay, we didn't need this. That was not in the normal version. Like the story is, but I don't remember them dancing together. Yeah. Yeah. They do their routine from when they were kids about paranormal stuff no, no. and it's a really dumb thing because because uh they talk about it so she tells her story about you know her neighbor died and then he came and visited her as a ghost or something like that and no one believed her yeah every night at the end of her bed no one believed her but abby and so they became friends and they came up with this dancing route this this uh routine where they talk about paranormal stuff which in the song that they sing it lays out the rest of the movie about like the was it the ley lines and stuff like that and patty's the one who suggested like man i would love to see that and that's when aaron goes oh well i have the tape back there or i have a, the tape of it back there and she's like i really wish i didn't say that <laughs> well if you would watch the theatrical cut you wouldn't have to deal with any of that well <sighs> regrets yep regrets <laughs> sorry bro sorry brother Bill Murray, we get a cameo of him on the TV. He's a paranormal debunker, of course. Bill Murray being one of the major reasons why um, we didn't get a new Ghostbusters until 2021. <clears throat> An actual new Ghostbusters? And also was because him and Harold Ramis had a falling out until like 2012 or 2013, like right before Harold Ramis passed away. Mm, that's unfortunate. I hate to hear that. It's time to go get a ghost. They get a... a over at where the metal concerts being held. Um, Aaron's douche in this, in the extended version, Aaron's douchey boyfriend meets her outside before they get into the Ecto one to go to the call. And yeah, he just, it's, it's a pointless scene, but it's one of those things where we get the, it's literally Patty and Abby just trading insults about the boyfriend for no joke, two straight minutes. Some of it was funny, but then it was like it gets to the point where you're like, ha ha ha. It's like when a stand up comedian tells a joke, like tells like a a very just extended joke or just keeps on going with a joke. And it it was funny for the first like 30 seconds. But then afterwards, you're just like you're just telling the same joke again. It's just with different words (laughs) and I'm over it. Let's go to the next scene. They get it. And then after she's done talking to the boyfriend, they're all in the act of one and they start to drive away and they're doing the, you know, uh, 
Holtzman's driving and she's doing the thing where like you're about to open the door and they move, they drive forward a little bit. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we got that. Yep. You guys missed, you didn't miss much of that bullshit. And yeah, this Ecto-1 sucks. I don't like the look of it at all. Don't like the little, the the noise it makes when it drives. And then we get Fallout Boys, a really awesome Ghostbusters theme. <sighs> Dude, just give me the just give me the the loop, the loop from the NES game of Ghostbusters, the eight bit chip <clears> tune, <throat> and I would have been way better than that. Mm-hmm. Even with the old digitized Ghostbusters, <laughs> you know, like you, just, you gotta listen. It's fucking awful. But anyway, yes, give me that over this any day yes. of the week. Uh, we Michael McDonald's here, the guy who plays Stuart in Mad TV. He's the guy who runs oh, the just, the theater. I love Look what it. I can do. I was, I, I mean, he screams like Stuart in one of the scenes. <laughs> Oh yeah! Somebody does. says I have I a very like, persuasive scream. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I, love I love, I'm glad he was in it. That was like a, yeah. a shining beacon for me in this movie. Like, ah. Yeah, and poor Fernando was getting tossed around by a ghost. That's why they're here. Yep. We they find they are they split up and they find a couple of the devices. Patty finds one in a room with a bunch of scary mannequins. I lo- th- that was actually a good see where she walks into that room. She goes, well, that's a room of nightmares. I'm not going in there. Yeah, that was actually a good scene. But then, yeah, and it was kind of creepy with the, when the mannequin comes alive and it follows her into the, into yes. the hallway and she that turns around weird. and it's not moving, but then it moves its head slightly and she's like, ah! yeah, that was good. That, that was like, that was a good scene. Yeah, I'll give you that. And they all hit it the mannequin with the proton packs and a pterodactyl. I said a pterodactyl ghost, but then I, I saw it again. I was like, no, it's a fucking, it's like, it's like a demon looking thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my God, it's the pterodactyl ghost from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is very, so this whole, this whole scene is pretty much a, 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 a just a, the newer version of the ballroom scene from the original where this is their first time they're ever using their proton packs altogether to capture a ghost um, yeah. where the original they're doing all this, you know, and they go into somewhere that's really nice and they destroy a bunch of shit because as yeah, they go in there, they shoot in their proton packs and they're shooting all the nice like art deco because they talk about art deco. And that's when uh, Michael McDonald screams the really high pitched scream. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah. No. Um, and yeah, the singer of this band is terrible. And we get a cameo from Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne. You do? Yep. Yep. But they capture the ghost. And um, I do, <laughs> to be honest, I did laugh when the ghost is on Patty's shoulders and she's like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to just, I'm just going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to rest up and I'll uh, talk to you guys later. Knowing that yeah. it's on her shoulders. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to, oh, I'm going to go guys. Just don't say nothing. I know. Yeah, just don't, don't just don't, don't say nothing. Me. Don't tell me. I'm just and, gonna go. and also the fact when they're like, you guys got to move and they decide to crowd surf and she tries to do it, but she, no one catches her. And she's like, I don't know if it's a, what did she say? I don't know if it's a black thing or a lady thing, but I'm mad as hell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, Patty, I think I laughed out loud more from things Patty said than anybody else in this movie. Yeah. She, I thought she, she was, was funny. One of the best characters. And when I see reviews or listen to reviews on this movie, a lot of people like think that she's like the worst part of this movie. I'm like, nah, oh, no, no way. Did no. you see Kristen Wiig? Yeah. I watched a movie. Kevin. this past- Yeah. Well, listen, I think uh, there were some funny parts of Kevin, even though he is vastly unrealistic. I watched a movie this past weekend. It was called uh, A Boy Named Christmas. It's a new Christmas movie on Netflix. It's actually pretty good. I recommend it. 
Uh, Kristen Wiig's in it, and she's in it for like five minutes, and she is vastly superior in that movie than she was in this entire two-hour fucking uh, whatever this is. Log. Mm-hmm. Shit show. Carnival of Lies. I don't know. So um, Bill Murray's character, Martin Heiss, makes an appearance at their little uh, headquarters to discredit them because he's like, oh, you got a ghost? I want to see it because I don't believe you. And of course, Kristen Wiig being the dumbass she is, she's like, oh, we got to open it because it didn't take four people with these really dangerous proton packs to catch this thing. But let's just open it up because this idiot doesn't believe us. Who cares? Her motivations are such shit, dude. Like as much as like Abby, to be honest, I think Melissa McCarthy's character is she's pretty like. I don't know the things that she does. They're not that bad because she's like, you don't need to prove anything to this idiot. Like exactly. (laughs) What are you talking about? This was hard. This wasn't just like we went and just like, all right, Mr. Ghost, can you get in there real quick? All right, we're going to go like (laughs) You worked hard for this and you're just being a little baby because this one guy won't believe you because because of what happened to you in the past. Right. God damn it. Makes no sense. So stupid. And of course the she releases the ghost like a dumbass and it grabs onto him and throws him out the window. So I listening to a another podcast reviewing this movie, uh the scene the Shots with all the women were done on a different day than with Bill Murray did his thing by himself. That was added post production. Oh, all of Bill Murray's things were added last. Like the like them talking to each other, they never actually interacted in that scene together. You never see them in the same frame. It's always showing Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy, or it's turning and showing just Bill Murray. That's very interesting. Mm Hmm. This is when we meet the mayor, played by Andy Garcia, and his assistant, played by another SNL member. I can't remember her name. And he's another character that is just way too drawn out, and there's just, like, everything is just weird, where he is... he. He's very, he's a very lazy, you can tell he's a very lazy mayor. He doesn't want to do a lot of work, and the assistant is the one who has to kind of do everything for him. Of course. And... I don't like it. The. Oh, God. And he goes through all the thing. Oh, thank you for everything you've done. Blah, blah, blah. But you need to stop it. Let these. Yeah. (laughs) Let these Homeland Security guys take care of it. It was like, okay. And they said that they've known about these things beforehand. Why? What? What? A government cover up. Oh, boy. Tinfoil hat time. Yeah, and one of the the uh, not the 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 white guy. He's obnoxious. I couldn't stand him. He's watching you, and he's like trying to. He get. Try, did you get the scene where they're outside, and they they leave the mayor's office, and they're going. He's like, "All right, I'm going to be watching you guys." And he goes to the first car, and he tries to get into the front seat, and he can't because the guy's already sitting in it. Then he goes to the car in the back and tries to get in there, but the door is locked, so it's like really awkward. And then he gets in and then rolls the window down and goes, "Oh, and what?" And I was like, "Oh God, this is terrible." No, no. This, I fully know. But this was uh, the mayor's office scene was another thing where Melissa McCarthy and oh, it was the whole thing where they're having the conversation about 
like different conspiracy theories and all that. And like there was a town where everybody disappeared and they found them with their like they were turned inside out. That whole thing went on for so long. It was painful. And that's when Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, they're they're having their own little side conversation about nothing that goes on for way too long. And I'm like, this scene could have been 15 seconds. Instead, it was three minutes. Listen, three minutes in a movie is a long time, people. It can be. Yes, it can. Oh my God. <sighs> so there, yeah, so many drawn out jokes. Can't, it's just too much. So then we go back and they're going to test some new gadgets that Holtzman has been working on. They've got this weird shredder thing. they got this. Uh, it's like a literally like a punching thing so you can punch ghosts. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why do we have to make it so? Why do we have to make this so fucking complicated? That's what I'm saying. It's like toys. It's just toys. And as and to be honest, like the when we get to the the scene where they're fighting all the ghosts, I didn't mind it as they're using all of these things, but I just still didn't feel it was necessary. Why are we not using the proton packs the whole time? What are we doing here? Is this like a war? Like what is going on? It's just too Dude, much. You don't, you don't add all the extra bullshit until the second movie. The first movie, you just stick with what you got. So Rowan the whole time has been talking about like, you know, he's going to release the, the ghosts from behind the mirrors once certain things are in place. I don't remember what he exactly says, but uh, Lord. Oh, it's, it's like change the ley lines and release the ghosts upon the world. That's not what he says exactly. Eh, it's close. But it's, yeah, so they determine what he's going to do. And uh, so they got to go to the Mikado, which is the hotel that he works at. Because they find, because that, because Patty sees him in the photo of, um, because the all the ley lines go or converge at that hotel. They look at the picture of the staff. Patty's like, oh, that's the weirdo guy from the subway. So they go to the hotel. And uh, Rowan's got some weird Universal Fright Fest shit going on downstairs. Like, it is literally some really bad set design. I did not like yeah. his little lair here. Like, no one knows about this shit. Are you serious? Just overlook it. So dumb. We get a we get an Annie Potts cameo. Uh, she's uh, working at as the, the front desk clerk. And she's yep. pretty much playing Janine. What do you want? We get that line from her. And also uh, one of the message, um, the answering machine for the, the Ghostbusters is Kevin going, this is Ghostbusters. What do you want? Yeah. But yeah. in Kevin's voice, of course. Yeah, of course. We get more drawn out dialogue between the Ghostbusters and Rowan as they catch him in the act. And then he just offs himself. He backs up into it and electrocutes himself and dies. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we won. I guess that's it. And to be honest, I would have been okay if this ended this way. Just end this, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. But no, we needed more. The police come and the Ghostbusters get escorted out. Again, it's one of those like, thank you for what you did. Arrest, fake, we're going to fake arrest you now. Oh, okay. And Rowan's, they get escorted out. We find out Rowan's back. He turns into a spirit and flies away. Aaron punches some basement dwelling vlogger. I can't stand this dude. Everything I've seen him in, I'm like, I can't stand this guy. He's been, he was in the office. 
He was in a couple episodes of The Office as a very similar character. Who punches a vlogger? She punched a... Oh, this was probably in the extended version. Yeah, I was like, what? So after they get escorted out of the the, um, hotel, they're walking down the street going back to their headquarters, and this dude comes out of nowhere like you know talking to Aaron and talking about like some personal shit with about her life like yeah. oh you know uh, so you are it is true you are the ghost girl and he's and and she literally goes why don't you go back to the back to your mom's basement he's like I will after this <laughs> and she turns around and fucking punches him and then becomes uh-huh. like front page news oh yeah because that's so relevant to the story so she kind of like takes a break from everything but she takes so Rowan had one of their books and he had notes and stuff and drawings all inside of it. And so Aaron's looking through all that and she determines what Rowan's real plan is going to be. Yep. Rowan, uh, Rowan's spirit goes and visits Abby at the headquarters. This is where, um, this is a pretty decent scene where she goes to the, into the bathroom and she can hear, uh, like there's just weird noises happening. No one's there. And she looks into the sink and it's kind of like a remnant. It's kind of like a throwback to um, it where she looks into the sink and shit flies out into her face. And you got all the she's got goo coming out of her nose and her ears and her eyes. And I and Rowan starts talking to her because, of course, his spirit is inside of her. And he's like, oh, I didn't know the goo. I didn't think it was going to be that bad because the goo is just gushing out of her face. And oh, then, yeah, that was a lot of that was cut out of the theatrical. Yeah, and the goo like oozes out from under the door. And yeah, and we get a really and I and she throws up for like fifteen seconds in the bathroom, like green goo all over the bathroom. Get, like literally <laughs> none of that. Yeah, like she gets possessed, and that's it. Like in the bathroom, yeah, he talks to her from the sink. He goes, "Hello, Abby," and, and that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And yep, possessed. Cut. See, this is why some extended version should not be made. We don't need all this extra. Just like if it's something like really substantial that would really add to the movie. Cool. But this doesn't. It's just extra shit that no one wants. Quite literally. Yeah. Extra shit. Possessed Abby uh, attacks Patty and Holtzman as they come back from whatever the hell they were doing. And sandwiches. Yeah, they were getting sandwiches. And. Abby at- attacks all of the equipment with a bat or with a pole. And, and that's when Holson's like, oh, you found my pole. I just got that. And then she starts beating the shit out of all the stuff. And they get mad. And that's when she turns like super strong and she's some sort of exorcist shit. She like grabs Holtzman, push or hangs her out the window. And then Patty's like on her back and freaking uh, Abby's head freaking spins all the way around like the exorcist. And I'm like, um, uh, can we just uh, back up here? Even if she was possessed by a ghost, uh, even in her head turns like that, she go and die. Her neck snaps. Yeah, and also Patty, uh, Patty was actually throwing her around too. Like she had super strength. So it's like, what's oh, the consistency wait. here? Yeah, uh, Pat Patty's. I mean, Patty's. The, she seems like a strong woman. Yeah, she is, but not. Yeah, but so Abby's or so Patty's holding on to Holtzman with one arm and trying to fight off Abby with the other, mm-hmm. and then. Everything goes and they're on the ground, and that's when Patty's like, Get out of my friend, ghost! And it slaps her, and that's when the ghost flies yeah. out, which I liked that. And then she and then she smacks her again. I don't remember what she says. 
Is but, that you, Abby? Yeah. And that's, of course, when Kevin shows up and he's all dressed up like, a, I'm going to be, I'm here, I'm dressed up, I'm ready to be a Ghostbuster. And you try to tell him to get inside. Yeah, get inside. Yeah. mm -hmm. And then that's when Rowan's spirit goes into Kevin and Kevin hops on the bike and, you know, does a wheelie down the street. Aaron tries to convince the mayor what's going on. And we get the really weird scene where she's running along the windows thinking they're sliding doors. I'm like, what the fuck is this scene? Yeah. And, that, no and, his characters, I yeah. swear. and the mayor and the assistant are like, oh, she thinks those are sliding doors. Oh, she still thinks they're sliding doors. I'm like, this is taking way too long. And then she comes in there and that's when we get the, you know, don't be the mayor from Jaws. And he's like, don't you ever compare me to the mayor from Jaws, which is my favorite line of the whole movie. Because, I mean, you oh, yeah, mentioned absolutely. Jaws <laughs> and, yep. and literally who, who like of like, I just love that they had to throw that in there. Oh, I agree. That was like I said, the mayor of Jaws is movies. a terrible person. <clears throat> Kevin releases the ghosts. He goes in there and smashes all the or he starts the machine back up and that releases all the uh, the ghosts. The Ecto one is on the go and we get our Dan Aykroyd cameo as Aaron's trying to get a cab and he she's like, I need to go here. And he's like, oh, I only go this far. And he says some dumb line and then drives away. Yep. And we're like, worst cameo of this movie, other than Bill Murray. To be honest, most of the cameos in this movie are bad from the original cast. Yes, yes they I are. think Annie Potts was my favorite so far. Because she was literally Janine. The girls meet Slimer, the new and improved Slimer, which I actually like the design of Slimer in this, even though I do like the original because it was practical, which uh, they showed the behind the scenes. It was done practically, but they just CG'd over him. Like they, they oh. created a whole puppet to go over an actor who would act out everything that Slimer did. And then they would just, of course, they do digital effects over it. I liked, I, I like that we got a, a 21st century Slimer because like, yeah. I feel like if you put the classic Slimer in there, it would have kind of been, it would have felt old. Like it just wouldn't have felt real to the environment. Yeah. So I, I liked it. Uh, and yeah, he somehow steals Ecto one. Okay. And they tell you can't, you can't, sh don't shoot, don't shoot it because it's, it's pretty much a nuclear bomb on top of the Ecto one. Oh, yep. okay, <laughs> good to know. He has no feet. He can't drive a car. Yeah, he'll figure it out. He'll sprawl on some feet. We get some ghosts. We get a Red Sox player who pops up uh, next to the uh, Charles Dance's character. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So yeah, so this must happen. This has been all been added in, but yeah, there was a Red Sox character who was in, at a bar, it, and he turns to Charles Dance's character and he goes, "Yankees suck. Why am I in New York?" <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, rats, ghost rats coming out of the subway. We get a ghost flasher dude running in. He's flashing people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course, of course. And then we get um, some. Uh, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade balloons or Macy's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course the last one is the stay, uh, stay puff marshmallow man who uh, squeezes him down. And then Abby pops it with a, a Swiss army knife, which I, I don't even remember when that, she got it. That doesn't make any sense. So, uh, Holtzman gave it to her when they were doing the, the, um, 
sidearms. The side, yeah, all the different. Oh, yeah. Things she had made. She's like, she <laughs> picks up one and she's like, "Ooh, what's this?" And Olson's like, "Not yet." She's like, "That one's fairly dangerous, but it's yours when it's ready." <laughs> yeah, and then she like gives the Swiss Army knife. Like it's supposed to be this joke. You know, a woman shouldn't leave home without one. And I'm just like, "What's the joke?" Yeah. And they're like, okay, like, okay, well, just use those. I was just confused. Like, because why did the knife are they they're ghosts right they, they were ghosts yeah, but then they... i figured out that no they were real balloons but they were possessed that's why she was able to pop it yeah oh. that's why when they hit it with the proton packs you can see the pieces of the bursted balloons fly everywhere and i was confused okay i just the whole I mean, thing with them why is the stay puff even in it? it because we needed the cameo we needed a callback yeah. to the original it's a remake you gotta have it and then we but get the the, the, whole, the whole thing with them was smashed on the uh, on the street. Yeah, just take it out. Just oh, 100%. percent, take it out. But you needed a I way. You needed Aaron's. Man. You need Aaron's. You know, epic. You know, return to the group because she kind of left. Mm -hmm. Then we get the dumbest fucking scene of this entire movie, and it's the dance scene where Kevin so this was cut out. <laughs> Oh, if you guys didn't. That yeah, I do know. Lord. I, I read that. <laughs> All of the authorities. So you got cops and firefighters and military people yeah. and the two Homeland Security guys all in like perfect lines in front of the hotel. And Kevin like floats in and then somehow is able to control everybody and does a weird fucking dance for like five minutes. So that would make sense. See, like when they were doing stuff, I was like, oh, there's a dance number coming up and it never happened. Yeah. So that would make sense. Because he makes them all point and then that's, that's, that's yeah. what you get. I was like, it, it's weird to make them do that. It was a whole thing. Going. And they even did it more of it in the credits. Oh, God. So then we get our fight with the army of ghosts. And that's, uh, to be honest, I didn't hate this scene. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I just kind of ignored that it was Ghostbusters. I just. They're, they're supposed to catch the ghosts. Why are they just killing all the ghosts? <laughs> they're not even killing them. Like, dude, you can see at the end of the fight, there's like, the, the one guy's just tired. He's just laying on the ground. He's just, it's still a ghost. He's just, uh, I didn't know ghosts could get tired, but he's like laying down. Like, dude, I'm exhausted. Holy shit. You know what else this is? Just like I mentioned about Dawn of the Dead to the remake of Dawn of the Dead, this is like Jurassic Park to Jurassic World. <laughs> where it became an action movie. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make any sense. It's like, you use a trap one time in the whole movie. Yeah, literally. Literally. The only, I mean, they use a giant yeah. trap in, you know, realistically, they do use another trap, but it's not the trap. Yeah, it's 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 just it was a way it was a it was a reason to show all of those gadgets. It really was. You got to see them. Didn't even need to be there. They didn't even need to be there. Just use the proton packs, like we talked about. Like we we got yeah, like we got the scene where why is that too much to ask for? Like we got the scene where they use the ghost chipper and in the slime, Mrs. Aaron. She's like, it didn't hit me this time. But you get the you get Holtzman's like, oh, I get to use my babies and whips out like two pistol proton packs and then licks one and then does some whipping yeah. shit. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh boy. Now, now Slimer 
He's got a girlfriend. We got Girl Slimer driving around, and like, and there's a couple other ghosts in the backseat driving around in Ecto One. Ironically, that didn't bother me. I'm just like, at this point, my girl's like, fine. Yep. I'll take that over anything else in this movie. Yeah, it keeps driving by, and I'm surprised they didn't make out. Yeah. Well, fuck, might as well. We get so they then after they do the they're done with their fight with all the ghosts, and I don't know what they did to him, but whatever. They go into the hotel, and that's when they talk with Rowan, who's in Kevin's body, and he's talking about like you know, well, I'm really starting to enjoy this. But we also get the thing where like they're all like lined up, and then it it like pans over, and there's just this random guy who's looking up. And he's like, "Get it, get out of here!" And he just like runs out. He he played he, not in the theatrical. Uh, well, he played Kevin in the office. Uh oh. <laughs> I had to have one more office game. Oh yeah, there was a there was a few. I think um, uh, uh, Ellie Kemper, who plays Aaron in the office, she she was like a brief cameo, like she didn't say anything. She was one of like the people running away from the ghosts. The AT and T girl was it made a cameo in this movie. The oh, one who yeah, does it all in the AT and T commercials. So yeah, so he leaves Kevin's body, and that's where we get the whole interaction between them. It's like. Oh. You know, you want to be something scary. He's like, well, you could just be something cute. And he forms into the Ghostbuster symbol. He's like, how about this? And then the Ghostbuster. I did think this was really cool where that you get to see like he becomes yeah. the Ghostbuster symbol and the 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 circle with the cross. It becomes his bow tie. Yeah, and yeah he, I thought that was pretty neat. And at first she's like, yeah, I like that. And then it starts. He starts getting bigger and she's like, what happened to cute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course. It's not a Ghostbusters movie without the Ghostbusters fighting a building size creature. Oh, absolutely. And that's what Rowan becomes. He pretty much becomes uh, the Ghostbusters symbol Godzilla. Like he is just walking around just building smash. Yeah, there's another scene coming up. It doesn't make any sense, but I'll wait for you to get to it. So we get uh, him smashing stuff and they become, they come with the ideas like we got to turn the polarity. uh, We got to reverse the polarity of blah, blah, blah. Make it a giant trap. This big, where all the ghosts are coming from. So their idea is they see the Ecto one driving uh, towards them. And they're like, when it gets to a certain point, shoot the top. And they do it into the, the hole. And then you get the two slimers flying up and they shoot back down. And it turns red, meaning everything starts getting sucked back into it. And Rowan won't like he's trying to hold on all the buildings and stuff. So what do they do? They shoot him in the crotch with the proton packs. Got to get a crotch shot. Well, well, one thing else I, I about Rowan specifically, I thought was interesting when he was the giant ghost. He like swings at him and. Uh, Kristen Wiig's character like shoots like the sign mm-hmm. to explode and distract it, but somehow he gets burned. Yeah, from it. I'm so confused. Yeah, the whole thing was weird. He's yeah, a ghost. Really He's odd. a ghost. He yeah. created that entity. Like it, it wasn't it, something he like. Uh, he created it. Well, proton. If it was from a proton pack, yes. But she shot the sign, which exploded, but somehow burned, burned him. him. Yeah, it burned the yeah. side of his face. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, it was. So they, they changed the vacuum cleaner from suck to blow. Yep. Or sorry, from blow to suck. Yep. Rowan takes Abby into the portal. And Aaron straps in and uh, rescues her. She pretty much zaps Rowan 
Rowan's hand to release her, and then eh, there's Rowan. What a anticlimactic end to Rowan. Everything's back to normal, and now Aaron and Abby are rocking some in terrible white wigs. They are awful. Yes. If you look at Melissa yes. McCarthy's head, you can see the seams where the wig is. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't pay much attention. Fucking terrible. Like, oh, this is happening. Also, the building, the skyscraper, like everything goes back to normal again. Well, even in that whole ending fight, did none of it seem like it was really built to anything significant? Like, you know, usually in a movie, like, tensions ramp and ramp and ramp, and it's probably because I wasn't invested in it at all. And it was just like a series of different set pieces. Mm -hmm. And then he just, it just kind of ended. Well, like, oh, know, we fixed it. We so, fixed the polarity. Yeah. So the reason that the building came back together is because I guess there's something like they don't, there's really movies don't destroy buildings in New York anymore. Yeah. yeah because of 9 11. So they had yeah, to do that. No, which is fine. I don't care. But it's like, it just never, nothing ever felt truly at stake. Yeah. It was just like, ah, set pieces. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, we got him. Bad guy, flip it over. We're good. Anyway, carry on. Kevin comes back, and we get a weird scene with him where he's eating a sandwich, and yeah. they keep throwing. They throw the sandwich, and then somebody throws it back to him. And then every time he asks for something, somebody throws it at him. Like this is fucking dumb. We only <laughs> got the one sandwich. And what again? Again? Why? Mm hmm. What purpose does it serve? It's not funny. Mm -hmm. It's not. I agree. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, so the mayor still sucks. He there's a scene with him, and I don't even fucking remember what happened. The pub. Uh, they're at a pub now, and we get some weird conversations. They talk about their hair, dyeing their hair. Like Kristen Wiig makes a joke that it's uh hers is like Garfield color, which is a <laughs> it's a fun poke at Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then they, um, yeah, they go to the firehouse and the firehouse is now their new headquarters because uh, of course it is. And guess who Patty's uncle is? Ernie Hudson who played Winston uh, Zettimore in the original yeah. Ghostbusters, which to be honest, I, his cameo was fine. He literally comes. He's like, where's the hearse, Patty? He's like, yeah. uh, it went into a portal to somewhere. <laughs> On the other side, what in Jersey? In Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked this cameo. It was pretty good. Yeah, his was fine because it felt really. He just wants to know where his car's at. Like he felt realistic. It's like yeah. I got a funeral on Friday or something like that. Yeah, and I can't do it with with was it two hearses or something? Yeah, something like I don't know. I can't be bothered. And yeah, that's uh, we get some we get the cool montage with the bad Ghostbusters song and then we get a mid credit scene with Scorny Weaver because she's here okay um, she's she goal. she's uh, uh Holtzman's mentor oh she's helping her make traps and then there's another one where Patty tells them to go upstairs to the roof because they go up there and all the buildings in New York say, thank you, go GB, all over the place. Ghostbusters rock. Stuff like that. Okay. Yep. Um, fun fact, uh, this movie was filmed in Boston. All of it. That, Boston's not New York. Boston. Mm -hmm. It's not New York. Mm -hmm. And we get the post credit scene. Yeah. 
So here's the post credit scene that you guys don't know about. It's uh, they're all doing their thing at the firehouse and Patty's listening to uh, EVPs and she hears something. So she's like reversing uh, and they're like, oh, what did you hear? He's like, uh, what is uh, does anybody know what Zool is? And then it's over. And we're never going to get another one of these. So it was pointless. Goodness. We yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what movie did it better? It was called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. And to me, no, that's not a remake. That's just a third Ghostbusters film. Yes. I, but I, I do have to say this. I do have to say this. As much as I don't like this movie, as much as I, I, I swear somebody's like, somebody sat down, wrote out the script, they threw it to them, and they must not have read it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these people read it and thought it was a good script because it was awkward as fuck. The writing was all over the place. Mm-hmm. At least they did attempt to do something different. It's still Ghostbusters. It's still New York, but they tried to have like their own little cast of characters and like their own kind of little mishaps that happen. And I respect them for at least attempting to do something different with the property. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And why does this feel like one of those movies, especially for me and maybe Parker, you may not agree with this. I've heard this from some people. This is the kind of movie that it almost seems like you could say, oh, that movie sucks. But some people feel they have to add on the end and it's not because I'm sexist. I don't I don't think the problem was that it was. all women. no, no, I'm just saying, but like, does does, am am I the only person that gets that vibe like that people would do that? Oh, oh, no, no, no. people did do it. They did. A but, lot of people did it. It's a shame you had that people would feel they have to say that that way. When the first trailer got, came out, it got lambasted because it was like, we don't need an, we don't, you can't, re, you're going to remake it with women. It's like, what, what do you mean, man? Now, who cares if it's women? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, the point is this movie, it's not nothing to do with the, nothing wrong with the female cast because they're all good actors. All of them. Yeah. I, it's the fact, it's a, whoever made this piece of shit, it's a bad movie. In my opinion, I think the, mediocre at best. I think Paul Feig was a poor choice for director. I think you know yep. he is good and writer. He yeah, he is good at he's good at comedy. I I, I think Bridesmaids is Bridesmaids is one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen. I think it's a, mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. You want to see Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, and a really funny movie? Go watch Bridesmaids right now. And he also did the movie called The Heat, which had Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa McCarthy. He knows how to do comedy, but this just like you—you you could have made this movie. You could have tweaked certain things in this movie and just made it not be Ghostbusters. But I feel like in order to get some, I think Paul Feig did this to get some um, to kind of get his name more out there. He did Bridesmaids. And then they're like, "All right, well, hey, why don't you try a Ghostbusters remake?" Like, why was it him? Like he said, like I've I've seen some things like he he he's a fan of Ghostbusters, but like you gotta give if you're gonna remake something, give it to somebody who is like a like a fucking diehard ghost head. Like he is somebody who's super passionate about it. Like it just didn't seem like he was. Even watching behind the scenes with him, he just didn't seem passionate about it. He was excited, or he seemed excited, at least for the camera. But I will say, looking at his directing career. Hold on. That was a producer. Hang on. I'm looking at this. I mean, he's he's directed The Office, The Heat, yeah. Dude, like, he didn't do anything big after this. Like, it's all been, like, TV movies, TV mm-hmm. series. 
Well, it probably got them slightly blacklisted a little. It wouldn't surprise me. They're not blacklisted, but people just don't want to use them because of how much it bombed. Yeah. I mean, not shitting on the guy. I know that happens to people, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, because but... he did he did Bridesmaids in 2011. He did The yep. Heat in 2013. He did Spy, yep. which is actually another good Melissa McCarthy movie yep. uh, in 2015. And then he got yep. Ghostbusters. And then, yeah, he's he video short, off. video short. And then he's got one from 2018. He's got a movie from nine, 2019. And then he's got one coming out in 2022. Yeah, but nothing like that. But nothing substantial, of. right? Yeah, he had like three boom, boom, boom. Well, not three. How many he had more than three, didn't he? Yeah. He had four, right? Because he had, yeah, Bridesmaid, Heat, Spy, and then Ghostbusters, and yeah. nothing. It's disappointing. This movie was just very disappointing. Um, what? I just, I feel there's certain things you don't remake. <laughs> I, feel that, Ghost, and that's, I feel Ghostbusters and, and, is one of those things. It is. And I think it could have been done. It, I, I think any movie can be remade well. Oh, yeah. I, I just, mean, we, we I talked just, about it last week with The Fly. That was exactly. a very well done remake because it, I don't know. It is one of those things where it took the idea of the original, but they did their own thing. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a spot on uh, identical remake to what the 1958 fly did. It was, it did its own thing. I feel like this tried to be different, but it was ultimately very similar with some added bullshit. Way too much added bullshit. I feel the, the problem with Paul Feig is he did not, he let these freaking actors go ham. And a lot of the stuff wasn't in the script. They just let him do a lot of improv because of course they're from SNL. Exactly. And I mean, to be honest, the original Ghostbusters was the same way. Bill Murray, most of his dialogue in the original two Ghostbusters were, were ad-libbed and improved because that's what he was trained to do. But like, you can do improv, but why do you have to make the, the, like one joke last two minutes? It's too long. It's Go move fun. on, move on. No one wants and to watch it, a two and a half hour Ghostbusters movie because because you're putting you have jokes that are way too long. If you had more Ghostbusters shit in it, I would have been okay with it. But it wasn't. It was because there was twenty five jokes that lasted too long. Well, I think that was the problem because, like you said, he's a comedic director and writer. Like he no. does comedies. That's what he does. And apparently, I, from his repertoire, he's known for a racier, more R-rated, or more derogatory comedy. And then you have to balance everything with Ghostbusters, and it seemed like he was just trying to throw like just everywhere, just a joke everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere, everywhere, and just way too many of them. And again, most of them, most of them, in my opinion, don't hit. They just yeah. don't do anything. It felt like, like you were saying, like it felt like an SNL version of Ghostbusters. Yeah, it like did. this it's is a parody of Ghostbusters. Yeah, literally. And I hate to say that because that's obviously not what they were going for, but that's the exact thing that came out of it. Yeah, I'm sure they had fun on set. It seemed like that would be a fun movie to be a part of, like on like production wise. Yeah, but man, like that's a rough end product. Like 144 million dollars for this movie. That is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I think that was more yeah. than like the last two Jurassic World films. Like what? I think so. Which is a film yeah, where I... CGI is prominently used or, you know, it's just more extensive shooting where like you're, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it it's... makes me, makes me appreciate afterlife that much more. Right. Cause it was such a, it's a good, regardless, not comparing it. It's such a good movie. Yeah. And it just leagues better than this in every mm -hmm. way. Yes, it is.
Well, what do you think? I'm never watching it again. Okay, that's fair. A lot of people, <laughs> and, and I was watching a podcast today, and somebody had voted this better than Ghostbusters 2. Now, Ghostbusters 2 has its problems. It does. It's not a perfect cool. movie. It's it's had a, it's got its issues, and you know there was some behind the scenes stuff that made it a, a troublesome production. But I would rather watch Ghostbusters two in a heartbeat than put back on this Ghostbusters. Hundred percent. It's been a long time since I've seen Ghostbusters two, but I know it's not that. It's nowhere near what this film. This this is the worst Ghostbusters out of the four films. I not. I, that's what I would say. I would easily say that. All right. Well, yeah. What do you think? I already told you what I thought. What do you think? Tell me more. No. <laughs> just... yeah, well, I, want, I want to hear you talk. I've <laughs> talked a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, next week is going to be fun. We are starting our Christmas movies and every one of us chose what Christmas movie we're going to be talking about for the next three weeks. And then we got a surprise episode for our fourth week, uh, which we'll tell you after the third week. But next week, we're starting off with Angela. I do it. Yes, I was hoping you'd go before me. Because nobody knows what I'm going to be picking. Where we're going to be talking about A Nightmare Before Christmas. But it was the Land Before Time Christmas special. I will make you watch every Land Before Time no, movie no, ever in existence. Please don't. But yes, we're going to be doing um, some uh, some interesting films that I didn't think we were going to ever cover on the show. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas was inevitable. We were, we always knew from the start of the show we were going to be doing um, a Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, but it's Dan's choice that is the one that I was like, wow, I didn't think we would ever do. Like as I enjoy the movie we're going to cover that we're covering uh, for his week. Do we want to talk about it? Do we want to say what it is or we want to surprise people next week? I can give trivia or a hint, tasty hint that's related to another interest of mine. I love all, almost all these movies by this specific production studio, American production studio, Mm -hmm. but they actually, um, they actually did at least uh, one or two films with Toho productions back in the Mm sixties. Godzilla, uh, Kaiju films, not Godzilla films directly, but Kaiju films. All right. In the 60s. So there's well, your hint. Look into it. There you go. For anybody who listened to the whole episode and you got that, leave a comment down below with your guesses or uh, DM us over on Dissect That Film on Twitter and tell us what you think Dan's movie is. We're not going to announce it until next week's episode. So next week, we're talking about A Nightmare Before Christmas. Good. It's going to be good. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, well, um, we're excited for this one. This is going to be a way big change yeah. of pace. I'm looking forward to this. So, yeah, it's great because we started the week with a good Ghostbusters movie and we ended the week with a shit Ghostbusters movie. So, yeah. Next week, it's only one. Ep- uh, we're only doing our normal uh, Dexter review and our podcast. We're not doing anything extra. Um, we're going to be trying to see Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City so we can do a um, fresh cuts of that at some point. Yes. With our good friend Piggy. So. Looking forward to that. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are inching closer to those 100 subscribers so we can get that custom URL. So we can actually say youtube.com slash dissect that film, but we can't because that's not it yet. Um, 
But yeah, and, and and thank you for everybody who's viewing all of the videos. Like we we're, yes. we've we've hit three thousand views on Jurassic Park three as of this recording. We're over two on our Lost World episode. We're over one on our Jurassic World, and we're almost to a K, one K on our Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. So, uh, but people are love. The only one that is not getting as much love is the original Jurassic Park, and I'm kind of sad about it. I just think everybody because everybody's talked about it. That's true. That's true. That's the one, like, if anybody's going to talk about a Jurassic Park movie, it's always going to be. Listen, I recommend, listen, you want to watch some good episodes, watch the episodes that don't have many views. Go watch the Day of the Dead episode. Go watch, go watch all of our, uh, our Spooktober episodes because they're really good. Um, Especially Day of the Dead because it's a movie that maybe not a lot of people have seen. And it's a very good conversation because it was my first time seeing it. Uh, Angela, I don't remember if it was your first time, but yeah, it was. I think you said that. It was a fun time. And make sure you go watch our our fly episode from last week because it we yes. all it was all of our first times watching that movie. And that is a good remake. This one, not yes. so much. All right, before this episode gets too long, we're gonna get the hell out of here. So we'll see you all next week. Make sure to follow us. I have now I have our our uh our Twitter handles up above us on the screen here. So make hey. sure to so make sure to follow me over. I, I don't know where my finger is. Make sure to follow me over at Parker Dissects on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm coming back to Twitch at some point. So oh, make no. sure to, to, to go over there uh, and make sure to go follow DNA Gaming over over there. You said their names right above their head at DNA Gaming underscore one on Twitter and DNA Gaming. What is your Twitch? It's DNA Gaming one. It's DNA underscore gaming one. Yeah. DNA underscore gaming one. All right. Well, all the links will be in the description below. So make sure yes. to click on all of those. Till next time. This has been the Dissect That Film Dude, Podcast. Wait. We are Dissect That Film. We'll see you all again soon. Bye.